This is Winning with ADHD, a podcast for parents to empower students. Build up your ADHD teens so that they recognize their own talents, creativity, and uniqueness. Get tips and tricks to help overcome executive functioning challenges. Listen to stories and experiences of what worked and what did not. Together, let's find ways to build your child's self-esteem and start winning with ADHD. And now, here's your host, Heather Walker. Hi, welcome to the Winning with ADHD podcast. I'm Heather Walker, and we are here for our November episode where I would like to talk about overwhelm and gratitude. So in the month of November, um, we have lots of opportunities to be grateful and express our thanks for um, things that we've been blessed with. And sometimes when we are the parent of a child with ADHD, or that is neurodivergent in, in, in many of the different ways that that shows up, we can also feel a lot of overwhelm and it can be difficult to feel grateful for some of the um, challenges that are presented to us. I believe that we learn so much and that I have become a better person by being a parent, but also a parent of someone with ADHD, anxiety, and depression. Now, having said that, that doesn't mean that I'm always a great parent. And there are times where I am in the woe is me stage and having a pity party. And um, those can be some really hard times. And it can be really hard to be grateful when you're feeling those ways. But one of the things that so many of the professional development or personal development people say is being able to express gratitude allows you to recognize the blessings that you are seeing, despite that there might be some dark around you. I'd like to share a couple of things that I've recently read that I think are very applicable to this conversation. The first one is, is um, a, a post that is by Billy Oppenheimer. I actually don't follow him or know what he speaks about or shares, but a friend sent this to me about um, being our best in certain situations. And so he talks about Tom Brady and how he was at his second year at Michigan. And Tom Brady wasn't playing in a lot of the games. He was so down on the bench that he actually only even got two reps in at practice. And Brady was kind of in that little bit of a pity party space. And he was expressed his frustration. He's like, everybody else gets all of these reps and I'm only getting two. And the coach came back and said, Brady, I want you to stop worrying about what all the other players on our team are doing. All you do is worry about what the starter is doing, what the second guy is doing, what everybody else is doing. You don't worry about what you're doing. And before I finish kind of sharing the rest of um, Billy's thoughts um, around the story um, or the comments that were made, I'd like to step back just for a second as a parent of a child with ADHD. And I think at times we worry about or look at what other people's kids are doing and how they're 
you know, on the honor roll, how they're on student council, how they're, you know, the top player of the football team, um, whatever it is that they might be doing. And we compare ourselves and we say, but they're doing all of these things. Why aren't you doing all these things? Or maybe you compare yourself to other parents where you see other families and they show up and their kids seem to be all perfectly lined up and not making any noise and just very obedient and all of these things, right? If we're constantly looking at what everybody else is doing, um, we're kind of in the same space, right? And so if we follow what the coach says and we stop worrying about them and maybe we stop worrying about what our kids are or aren't doing, but we focus in on what we're doing, um, we can have kind of some of a similar experience. So I just kind of wanted to connect that back a little bit to parenting as I read through some more of this post. So the coach reminded Tom Brady and said, you came here to be the best. If you're going to be the best, you have to beat out the best. And he recommended that Brady go and talk to a guy named Greg Harden, who was a sports psychologist. So Brady went there and he complained and threw his little temper tantrum around that he's never going to get his chance. I'm only getting two, two times to play um, at every practice. And Harden replied and said, just go out there and focus on doing the best you can with those two reps. Make them as perfect as you possibly can. And so Brady said that he took this advice and he did that. And when he got put in for those two reps, he showed up as if he were at the Super Bowl. And so he said he started to really do those two reps really, really well. And then what happened is he started getting four reps at practice. And then he had 10 reps at practice. And so what he took away from that was his new mindset that Greg had instilled in him, which was to focus on what you can control and to focus on what you're getting, not what everyone else is getting, and to treat every single rep as if it was the Super Bowl. And eventually he became the starter. So if I, again, come back to parenting and I think about maybe the pity party that we throw because our kids aren't showing up in the way that we think they should, or it's really difficult and it's hard. And we have to sit at the kitchen table to help them get homework done, or we have to do things that we didn't think we would need to do or that we should have to do. And I would like to maybe come back to say, what is it that we can do to help reduce that overwhelm that we can then start to see some really small wins by focusing on one thing and doing that one thing really well. So what are some of the things that we could work on? I think a lot of times we get overwhelmed because we're like, you have 30 missing assignments. You didn't do this during class. You, um, your room is a mess or I have work to do and I don't have the time to hold your hand through all of these things. Whatever your situation might be where you're feeling overwhelmed, Let's draw it back into the present and let's focus on one or two things that we can do really well. So what are some areas that we could start in? For our home, sleep is incredibly important for myself, but also for our kids. Um, Emily in particular needs her sleep in order to show up in a way that is best for her. So we have focused on 
doing really well, a bedtime routine or a nighttime routine or sleep hygiene in general, meaning that we ensure that we have solid process in place to be able to go to bed on time. And what do we need to have done to go on to bed on time? And what are we going to do to make sure we have a successful morning? That is an area that we started early on where we focused really heavily on it to the point that it's just a part of what we do now. And if I were to say that, have we done something well, that would be an area that I would say that we've done something well. And that doesn't mean that we haven't veered off of it and had to come back. But every time I start to notice that things um, are getting more difficult, it's usually because we've had a major disruption into our sleep hygiene routine. And so that could be an area. Another area could be, what do you want to do around homework? If homework is a big pain point for you and your family, then what is one thing that you can do and you can do really well? So you could help set up an environment. You could sit with them at the table. You could um, make sure that there is a good environment at the time of um, that there's not a lot moving around while they're doing homework, or maybe they are struggling to focus on homework. And so maybe you decide that you're going to do certain things to help keep it uh, exciting for them and being able to help move through in a way that works well for them. Or maybe if that's not something on a way that you could show up, maybe you focus on doing really what you do really well is working with the school to have modified homework assignments to help ensure that your child is learning the material, but is allowing for your child to be successful to win and for you to win by the efforts that you're putting in. Um, some of the takeaways that were mentioned in this post was that um, People come to me all the time and tell me they're stuck. This is what um, Mark Cuban said. He says they're stuck in a job they don't like. They're stuck working for a boss they don't like. They're stuck on a team they don't like. And I just tell them to be great. Reality, the reality of life is that you can't just always quit your job. You can't just always go to your boss and say, give me the promotion or I'm out of here. You can't just always go to your coach and say, give me more reps or I'm transferring. So when you're stuck, you've got to find it within yourself to say, okay, this is where I am. And if I'm going to be here, I'm going to be great. And then it says, because if you're great at your job, typically other people and companies find out. So it creates opportunities. I would like to, again, kind of transfer this over to parenting. And there can be times where we feel stuck. I have felt stuck multiple times throughout my career, but also as being a parent and just in life. And when we focus on the things that we can control, usually our mindset is probably one of the first things that we can focus on. If I have a positive mindset, generally I will be able to find positive outcomes or um, positive blessings or be able to be grateful for some of the things that I've been able to encounter and um, handle. Takeaway number two is that um, he says he's written before about lead measures, the actions and behaviors that predictably drive success. And so he talks about a few more things there, but I wanted to relate this to James Clear, who is the author of Atomic Habits. And he has an article that I recently read that talks about goals versus systems. 
And so if we look at this and say, well, I have a goal that my child has no missing assignments, or um, I'm helping my child with a goal of having no missing assignments. If we just focus on the goal, that can be really overwhelming. But if we focus on the systems that we're working on that help achieve the goal, then it's not like once we hit the goal of I don't have any outstanding missing assignments that we literally just drop it off again. And guess what happens? We end up in the exact same spot again of having a bunch of missing assignments. So what are the systems or how are we going to show up and those two reps that we're working on that will help us maintain and create a routine and system that allows us to not only achieve no missing assignments now or less missing assignments now, but be able to maintain that long-term so that we're able to be more consistent and, and flat, I guess you could say, in like effort or um, stress, and then ultimately remove the ups and downs of what that's like. Um, one thing that, and there was one year with Emily that I remember where it was like, no missing assignments, no missing assignments, nothing, nothing, nothing. And then the teacher put in all the stuff and we had 30 missing assignments, right? So one of the things that were was a takeaway for me on that is what do we need to do to be able to be more aware of missing assignments um, as they're coming along? So a lot of times that can be really frustrating as a parent um, you hear comments of we want parents involved and we need parents to be involved you're a part of this right but when asking for communication from a teacher in a school at times can be really difficult and frustrating um, to be able to get that information so um, some teachers are really good at it other teachers are not as great out at it um, so finding ways that you can work with the teacher that works with them and with you to be able to get assignments is, um, a, a, an area where you could work on being really good at that by knowing the assignment and what needs to be done, then you can help work on it. And even if it's turned in late, but turned in and you're not waiting for the teacher to grade everything and populate it at the end of the term helps create wins and success and reduce that stress and overwhelm that is created by suddenly seeing 30 missing assignments. That was an area that encouraged me to create Disrupt ADHD, where we text to get the assignment. And we work on ways to find out when the assignment is due as early on as possible. So finding out what is the schedule from your teacher? Can you scare, share a calendar with me of what this looks like? How can we get access to when this is due? Because we know that those with ADHD tend to forget once they walk out of that classroom, right? So if we can get it to where they're prompted to record what they need to work on before they leave, or know what the schedule is from like a syllabus of we're going to have a test on this date and homework assignment, whatever is due on this date. I believe that COVID has encouraged or sped up um, our education systems, at least here in the U.S., to embrace technology in some of these ways. And in a lot of ways, um, our schools have not embraced how it can be helpful. Now, Technology can be very helpful, but it can also be incredibly damaging if it's not monitored properly, meaning that you have a child with ADHD and they get an idea to look up why bunnies do whatever. They're going to go down that literal and figurative rabbit hole, right? And um, 
to be able to uh, just focus in on what they're excited about at that moment, right? So we have to be mindful of those things as well with our technology. All right, so um, to kind of get back on track here a little bit, James Clear um, talks about systems, right? So imagine a circle and with arrows going in a circle, going round and round and round. We want to create those and we want to maintain them. Whereas if we think about it as just a goal of I need no missing assignments for this term, you're going to hit that goal in some way, shape or form, maybe not with our best effort, maybe not with our best work. And then we're going to just drop off. We hit it. We did it. We have zero missing assignments for the term. And then we completely drop off and then we start all over again. And so kind of both of these concepts of, um, you know, the, the story with Tom Brady of showing up and doing our best with those two reps what are the things that we want to focus on and what are the best things that or the things that we want to work on and put our best effort towards in regards to overwhelm that helps remove the overwhelm of there's so much to do or so many um, missing assignments, for example, um, or there are so many things that we need to, to work on to get it to where my child is self-sufficient in this area. But instead, if we scroll back and we say, I'm going to focus on a nighttime routine and I'm going to focus on getting information around missing assignments as soon as possible, right? If we focus on those things and we put a little bit of effort in it, that means that instead of 30 missing assignments, maybe you're down to 25 and maybe you get down to 20. As you work on those systems and improve them, as you work with those teachers or with your um, child on, hey, our routine is, is that we do homework from 4.30 to 5.30, right? And we're going to do as much as we can in that time. And then we're going to be done. Or we're going to work on emailing our teacher every single day and making sure we have everything. We're going to email our teacher once a week to check in. We're going to check our grading system. Maybe um, if you have a 504 or an IEP, you can request that your child's grades are updated every week that's missing um, and graded so that you're able to um, fix those that are that haven't gotten turned in for some reason. Um, another thing is, is that you can join Disrupt ADHD and be able to download the app and have reminders and notifications for you and for your child so that you both are working towards these solid systems of consistency that help you reach the goal that you're looking for. So again, the month of November, um, I would love for you to think about where you are grateful, where you've been blessed, how um, how being a parent has been um, rewarding for you. And then think about what are some things that we can do to show up as our best in a couple of just different areas that we can see some um, improvement, stack some wins, and then also be able to build upon that positive mindset of what are you grateful for? Because when you're focused on a couple of things, rather than the overwhelm of lots of things, it'll allow you to be grateful and feel blessed for the opportunities and the small little ones that you've had every day, rather than stepping back and not being able to see them because on a grand scale, maybe we're not there yet, or maybe we haven't hit that goal. And really it's just focusing on the everyday. Have a great November and talk to you soon. 
Winning with ADHD is brought to you by Disrupt ADHD. Head on to disruptadhd.com slash learn more.